This is Chris Peltz, host of the Blind Grilling Experience, and you're listening to the AT Banter Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. What? Where? What? Where's the camera? Meow, meow, meow. It it didn't go? No. No, did you really hit it? I just hit it again. Yeah, this is gonna be a long day. It's not. It's not dinging. It's not dinging. I don't know what's going on. Some mics pick it up and others cancel it Uh-oh. out. That's bizarre. Okay, Backup sound effect. Meow 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 meow. Wow. There we go. We'll use the meow meow. Okay, fine. That makes no sense. Going, going well already. Hey, this is of course the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire. That truck going by. <laughs> Hold on. Well, two ladies already gone. This is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, the super friends, Mr. Ryan Flurry. No. <laughs> I hate you. And uh, the lovely, the talented, the cat lover herself, Liz Malone. Meow, 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 meow. Although she I, has a dog, not a cat. I do I have know. a dog. You guys are a bunch of posers anyways. You guys are <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, and of course, no Steve Barkley because he's on vacation uh, for the next couple of weeks. So uh, you're stuck with the three of us. Mm. So. So speaking of, how are you guys? Fabulous. Um, yeah, the heat wave has taken a little lull. So thankfully, yeah, air quality well, is a little better now, don't you? Not at the moment. But ask, but check in with me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if there's any sort of natural disasters or anything going on down there. Wow, for no, for a change. Yeah, I think next summer, I think I'm going to vacation on the moon. You should go to Carolina. I don't think so. Everywhere, it's the heat waves, uh, you got floods, fires, floods, mudslides, just everywhere. Everywhere is just, it's the summertime is, is, is terrible. Remember, you, you, know know where, you know where it isn't terrible? Where it's always bright and cheery every day? Where? Right here on AT Banter. Yeah, really? Wow, really? Should come here more often. Is it? Absolutely. Everybody should come here more often. Tell your friends. Oh. It's going to be a sunshiny day. Ryan, what's what happened? (laughs) happened This is such an about face from last week. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Last week in our good news? Question mark show? (laughs) (laughs) You can't, you know what? Hunger and good news just cannot be in the same show. So. Okay. Okay. Let's just back the back the turnip truck up for a second here. <laughs> here we go. All right. All right. Last week's show was effing long. It wasn't just so much that it was hangry Ryan. It was a long effing show that went way too long. Everybody would have left if they had better things to do. Oh man. I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of good That's news. That's a way to get the listenership up. Come to AT Banter. It's a Come sunshiny place. It's rainbows it's a, and unicorns. Except for the good news shows that just are too damn long. Listen, you can only keep up that, that sunny personality for so long. That's right. 
after after 45 minutes, he becomes fatigued. 45, maybe five. This, uh, the facades begins to work out. Yeah. Well, I like all to right. see that he's rebounding and he's like all glittery and spangly this week. So That's yay, right. Ryan. Yay, Ryan. Yeah, I will take go. the, I'm taking the, uh, the, the sunshine rays that you're, you're emitting. So, okay. All right. Good. All right. Hey, enough of that. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Let's tell the fine folks uh, just what the heck we're doing today. So today we are welcoming to the show, Carrie Morales from Carry On Accessibility. Welcome, Carrie. Hello, everybody. I feel like I need to insert a meow right here. Yay. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> we love when our guests jump in and to our silliness. Yeah, exactly. I love it when our guests stick around through their banter <laughs> intro. Yeah, no no kidding. Well, listen, we're happy to have you on the show to talk about uh, a little bit about the all the channels and what you're up to. So if we could just start with giving us a little bit of background about you, your vision condition, and just a little bit about uh, what prompted you to, to start up uh, Carry On Accessibility. Hi, everybody. Thanks. I'm Carrie, and I have a channel called Carry On Accessibility. I am also um, a co-host of the CNC Insights podcast, which is hosted on the Blind Abilities podcast. And uh, I also do accessibility testing. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. I have something called Aniridia syndrome. So I've been legally blind all my life, um, and it's hereditary. A lot of my family members have it as well. Uh, and really the whole reason why I'm into content creating is because number one, I have a technology addiction <laughs> and number two, I like to share that with other people and share just resources and how to do things. I might not know everything, but I love to engage with the community and, and learn from them and just share some of my thoughts and opinions. So what's interesting about, I find about, about your channels, um, you know, particularly the YouTube channel is that you, you have a lot of content, um, but I'm confused at how long, how old is the channel and how long have you been kind of at it? So carry on accessibility. Uh, I started in September of 2022. Mm -hmm. I also had a previous channel that I had to discontinue. Uh, it's, it was called Live Accessible. And I started that, I believe in, was it 2018? Um, I think that's when I started it. Um, and uh, because of just some um, circumstances, uh, I had to basically start over from scratch. Uh, and that's why I have the new channel called Carry on Accessibility. Wait, so that's so only really a couple of years, if if that, that you have a lot of content for, for for that space of time. How how often are you are you putting new content out? Well, um, in the beginning, it was about twice a week, and then it went to three times a week, and then it went to a few weeks had four times a week, and then now it's kind of uh, two or three times a week, and uh, it's hard to keep up that pace. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to post, uh, three times a week, but sometimes it's only two. Right. So talk to us a little bit about the channel itself. What, what kind of topics and things do you, do you tend to cover? Anything with technology 
whether it's more mainstream, so phones, smartphones, Android, iOS, I will say I probably lean more onto the Android side. Um, and I will occasionally talk about things on the computer. So Windows, uh, eventually I'll, I'll get a Mac and I'll be able to create content on that. Uh, but I also do more blindness specific, uh, products as well. So I did the Hable and, um, a video on the Victor reader and, and the uh, sense player. Uh, and sometimes I just talk about blindness. Uh, I've done a few live streams with say my sister and talked about different topics with blindness or, or tried out, uh, Bing, and it's AI chat and asked it uh, about 50 questions about blindness and just to see what it would say. Uh, so that's the type of content that you, that I kind of make. And I just really like technology and like to share uh, my thoughts on them as it relates to, you know, being blind or visually impaired. So now were you always a big fan of technology, even as a kid, like where, where did sort of this, this real interest in, in technology and specifically assistive technology really come from? If it's, it may be hereditary, actually, <laughs> my dad <laughs> has always been very interested in technology. He's totally blind. And back in the Philippines, when I was um, much younger, he studied how to program. He had my sighted mom read books to him, technical books. He, she had no idea what she was reading, but he, he did. <laughs> and so uh, I think having a dad that was really into technology uh, really inspired me to, to learn um, technology. And he taught me how to type, I think around maybe five years old. And uh, I vividly remember we were typing and the text was just white, I think, or green. No, I don't. Maybe it's not that vivid, <laughs> but I remember typing a story about our dog <laughs> and my dad uh, just hel helping me to do that. <clears throat> and uh, I remember uh, dismantling floppy disks and just wondering what was under the little metal thing that slid back and forth. <laughs> And taking that off, I put paper inside a floppy disk drive and uh, broke it, apparently. Uh, sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I just like to play with any piece of technology that I could get and push all the buttons, maybe sometimes read the manuals. My TVI, she'd always come to me uh, and ask me to help her figure out how to use a piece of technology so that she could teach her other student. Uh, and, and that was fun. That was a, a lot of fun just figuring things out on my own. See, that's what Ryan likes to hear. Ryan actually works as a tech support for assistive technology. And Ryan can tell you that it's very rare to hear those words come out of somebody's mouth where there's like, oh, well, I'll just try to figure out it myself or I'll read the manual. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes i'll read the manual doesn't mean that i always do but usually it's more like uh if i 
struggle with something, I will just sit there for an hour and try to figure it out and push every single button, push and hold every single button, try different combinations, and then finally try to look it up on the on Google. And if I still can't find it there, then maybe look at the manual. And eventually, if if I really, 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 really can't, then I might call customer service or, you know, I just will be like, okay, I don't know what to do. I'll just leave this here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the, I'm right. the same way in some regards. I'll keep pressing buttons and trying things until the thing doesn't work anymore. Then I'll call support and see how much they actually know. <laughs> well, actually, um, <laughs> this was in one of my blooper videos, but uh, when I was just playing with the Victor Reader stream, uh, I somehow locked it. They did the keyboard lock and you press and hold the star key. And then I couldn't figure out how to unlock it. <laughs> Right. So, I can't remember exactly what I did. I think I just ended up turning it off and on. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to push that button anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Best way to learn is just by doing. Totally. And most people are just afraid of that, right? Yeah. Either they don't have the time or they're just afraid of, of the technology and, and breaking it. But really, that's what you need to do. You need to get in there, get your hands dirty and just try stuff. Well, Carrie, do you think that because your dad, um, aside from being so tech savvy, but also living with blindness, really sort of helped to wash away some of the the innate fear that most of us in the low vision and blind community might have, uh, because so many of us are usually the only one with a visual vision impairment or blind, usually in our households, in, in many cases where, you know, you had said that you were, that this was much more familiar to you from, for your whole life. Yes, yeah, so I was very familiar and pretty comfortable with assistive technology since I was young because of my dad. But at the same time, you know, when I went to school, uh, I was the only child in the whole school district, aside from my sister, who was seven years older than me, um, that was visually impaired. So I still you know, when you're a kid, it's really easy to compartmentalize the home life versus the school life. It's very separate. And so while it, it felt normal to do it at home, it still felt really isolating, honestly, at school. And very, I felt very self-conscious uh, with a lot of the assistive technology. I still did end up using it a lot of the time. Um, but uh not as comfortably as I do now. So talk to us a little bit about, about the channel and like what platforms are you, you sort of actively posting on? Is it, is it just YouTube or are you, are you, are you doing Twitch? Or are you doing TikTok? What, what are you up to? I'm mostly on YouTube. I do. I have some content on uh, TikTok that is uh, a little bit more unique to TikTok, but not very much. I'm also on Instagram, but I kind of mostly repost there as well. And right. I'm on Twitter, but I would say YouTube is my main platform. Um, yeah, but I also have a Discord server and I'm pretty active in in that as well. I mean, what what prompted you to sort of become a content creator? I mean, was was the mandate of the channel really you just you wanted to to put your thoughts out there about assistive technology, or did you want to 
teach people? Did you want to start you know, sort of a review sort of channel? What was the sort of the original um, intention around becoming a content creator? Well, YouTube has been part of my life since I was really young and I watched YouTube. I loved YouTube. I, I watched as other creators um, grew and became famous and uh, were successful. Um, and so I started working at a low vision center where there was a lot of technology, a lot of different devices, and I, I loved it there. I really enjoyed working with customers and clients. And I actually asked my manager if we could start a YouTube channel for the center. And so she got with marketing and marketing uh, did not want to do that. <laughs> uh, so when my son was born and I decided to become a stay-at-home mom, it was just better financially. I had more time uh, and I really wanted to share what's out there. When you look at YouTube, there's, uh, there's a video on almost everything. If you want a product, you just search on Google and YouTube and you'll probably most likely find that product and uh, either see it or hear about it, maybe a review, maybe it's just talking about it or something. And while, um, and I did see Sam from the Blind Life on YouTube, and I just think there is a lot of room and space to talk about more things because, you know, one person can't cover everything. <laughs> I don't even think yeah. two or five. Uh, if you look at YouTube now, there are so many people that talk about phones. You'll see like, maybe more than a hundred reviews on one specific phone. And I think as a consumer, as somebody who is interested in a product, you, at least for me, I like to see different points of view, different perspectives. And uh, I think that's really valuable. And I, I wanted to be one of those people that shared my perspective on different pieces of technology. Yeah. 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 And no, I think that that's, that's a really good point. I mean, and it's especially true with assistive technology because so much of, of any given product is very um, dependent on what somebody's individual needs are. You know, you, you can have one product that works absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic for one person because of just of the, the, what they need that device for, what their vision is at, et cetera, et cetera. And then for another person, it just, it, that, that device just not might not be the right one for them. So I think you're right. I think it's really important to have as many different perspectives on things like assistive technology as we can mm -hmm. get. And a lot of AT videos are made by companies and they don't really give all that much information and right. it's not really a user perspective. I like to go to stores, right? Like Best Buy or even in the Apple store and just play with a device and push all the buttons, tap all the things that you can do. And I kind of like to, to show that uh, more on my channel of what exactly can you do with it and try to go a little bit more in depth and sometimes try to capture that feeling of uh, pushing everything that you can. 
So now, are, do you cover mainly assistive technology, or are there some mainstream sort of things that that slip in from time to time? I think I mainly um, more toward mobile devices. Um, hmm. Whether uh, a lot of it is Android, but um, not everything. I have a lot of different content. For example, I did a whole kind of reaction. I hesitate to call it a reaction video, but uh, I did a video on WWDC and mm -hmm. I broke down everything that was announced and um, gave an overview of everything uh, from a accessibility perspective. And right. I also did the same thing with the, uh, what do you call it now? The Vision Pro <laughs> and talked about all the announcements as well as there was a separate announcement with um, the accessibility features and just also inserting my questions and the things that haven't been answered by Apple yet. So um, I feel that I follow uh, mainstream top technology topics a little more than uh, strictly AT devices. Right. But I, I do I do really a mix of everything. I also have an a and AT news podcast, which it's more of a video series, honestly, at this point. But I um, right now is monthly. I do a quick um, overview of all the different ex accessibility and assistive technology news that's happened during the month and just uh, share the highlights. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, it's kind of in a perfect world, really mainstream devices and assistive technology devices would be merged anyways. Um, and, you yes. know, and we're certainly getting better. I mean, you certainly can talk all about um, Android phones and be talking about this specifically about the accessibility features on mm -hmm. those devices and what works and, and what doesn't. Um, and the same thing, you know, with the Vision Pro, we we talked a little bit about the Vision Pro when it when that when that video that developer video first dropped as well. And that's a that's a really fascinating device to me too. It's it's obviously designed for the mainstream, although in its current form, I think it's more of an AT device, more useful as an AT device as a, than a mainstream device, because really there's nothing on it that would appeal um, to somebody in the mainstream um, for, for a $3,000 price point but ironically for a three thousand dollar price point for a piece of at uh, actually that's a good deal oh definitely i i tend to disagree about the mainstream appeal i think that a lot of people are really going to be very interested in it and remember this is the vision pro they'll probably come out with just uh maybe a sure. vision se or just a vision headset and there's a, a plenty of people who are interested in vr and especially since it's made by apple um and honestly i could potentially see some uses for accessibility maybe with the um the magnifier on ios or uh what is it called vision os um maybe that could be helpful but they have very expensive screens and technology and eye tracking that i i don't really see a huge um, benefit for especially with somebody that has nystagmus where i can't control my eyes sure there's other ways of accessing it uh i just i i'm still 
on the fence about how useful it can really be as an AT device, but um, like I'm still really excited about it, and I'll probably pre-order it whenever it's available just to just to see what it's like. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think I. I mean, I, I think I do agree. I think that it could very well be one of these devices that it's it's a big leap forward. It could be what we're, we've been waiting for in VR because really VR just they haven't penetrated the market. They've they've had lots of headsets for years out but they really haven't been able to bring the price point down enough that I think they've really been able mm -hmm. to really hit that mainstream market. But also, you know, I think they need, there's a, there's a lot of design things that I think that, that they need to figure out too, before people are really going to be strapping these things on their heads for, you know, for hours and hours uh, at mm -hmm. a time. Yeah. And granted, you know, and granted, you know, what they, what they released was, for developers, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's really nothing on there for the general public really um, yet. But you're absolutely right. If, I mean, if they can if they can make that appeal to that market, then then certainly maybe. I, I do. Th I, I thought you you did really raise a, an interesting point around the the eye tracking on it because um, you you are certainly right. I mean, for people with with various vision conditions, that's going to be a real problem. Mm -hmm. um, you know, really that that the eye the eye gaze system and the eye tracking system is going to be amazing piece of AT for people say who have mobility issues. Mm, yes. Um, who who use eye tracking devices already um, with communicators and stuff like that. That's going to be great for them. Um, and thirty five hundred bucks for an eye tracking system is a steal for them. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's, there's still, I think there's still a lot of accessibility that can still be, be, you know, figured out and baked into it. I mean, it's, we're, we're still in the early days of it, but mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, I think I would agree. I think it's, it's kind of exciting. When they mentioned in the developer video, you can pinch with your index finger to go to the next item and you can do with your middle finger to go the previous item and all that. that that's fine. But um, how many people actually always swipe? <laughs> a lot of the time, I feel that we, at least for me and a lot of people that I know, we use Explore by Touch or Touch and Drag. And once you get familiar with an app, we can usually locate where around it is. And I feel that on the Vision Pro, that'll be a much bigger challenge because it's a how are you going to convey the the visual in a way that's accessible or how right. can you do that touch and drag like motion and how do you know where the edge of the app is in in like a spatial way whereas like on the phone you can feel you can literally feel the screen and where it ends right in the shape right. of it and everything Yep. No, it's very true. It's very true. So, I mean, they, they do still have a lot of work to do, I feel. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many years out we actually are from from them actually releasing something that's going to be for the market. Um, I, I get the feeling that it's still years away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. So, so who knows? But yeah, very exciting. What what have you covered lately that's gotten you really excited in terms of assistive technology? Is there anything new coming down the line that you're just like, yes, like that's super cool? I am excited about a few things that are coming. I uh, haven't created content about it yet. One thing that's really exciting for me is actually the Be My AI, um, Be My Eyes AI. Yeah. And um, all that that 
entails as well as some things that are coming in terms of AI um, it, integrated with assistive technology that's really going to be pretty exciting. For example, like the, um, what is it? Point and speak feature on the iPhone magnifier, things like that, and how AI and AT can be put together for something really, really helpful, I think. Uh, I mean, let's see. I just recently got a Pixel Fold, and I really am loving having a folding device, hmm. <laughs> actually. And I think it's really nice for somebody who still has some vision. And a lot of the time I'll use uh, talkback and magnification together. Um, and as my vision progresses, I kind of sometimes just use talkback, but I can still use magnification and just being able to open it up if I want to see like um, YouTube and like a video and I want it larger and have like, a, immediately have a bigger screen. It's, it's actually really great so i'm excited about that but i haven't made a video on it yet <laughs> mm. i don't know i've been i've been I, those folding phones kind of scare me i always feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna fold it the wrong way and then just like snap and then that'll be it no i don't think that, i mean there's no way to fold it the wrong way first of all oh trust me i, think <laughs> I, I once installed oh, ram no. the wrong way and that's supposed to be impossible too <laughs> He will find a way to fold it the wrong way. Oh, no, I don't That's some think sweet so. of Carrie to think that you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. But... It's, it's, it's <laughs> nice of you, clearly. You're, you're new around here. <laughs> um, also, it's not that... Uh it's not like it's well i'm gonna say i was gonna say it's not made of glass but it, it kind of is the screens are um but i i've dropped it maybe three times and it does honestly doesn't have a case and it's really fine honestly there was like this weird uh cracking noise one time and i was like oh my gosh what in the world is that did i break it <laughs> but no apparently um that has happened and it's kind of normal like if it's very very rare and i'm just hoping that it stays that way <laughs> and that it'll be okay um what, what i actually really like about this phone is the fingerprint scanner is on the the lock wake button um and i just like having a fingerprint scanner versus something like face id as as great as face id is on the iphone um it's just, you don't have to position it. You don't have to do all of that. You can have it in your pocket and still unlock the phone. Mm. A lot of yeah. people have been requesting Touch ID to come back. Do you think we'll see yes. that again? It'll, it will not be the same way it was. Well, uh, of course it won't because there's Could no be more home button. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Until they make those a lot bigger. Uh, I just don't really like them very much. Well, you know, if you think about it, you could use either one of the volume buttons or the power button as well as a fingerprint scanner. Yeah, that's what uh, the Pixel Fold um, has. And some some other phones have that too. And it, I think one of the iPads has it that way. Oh, so. really? Oh, yeah. Come on, Apple, get with it. Give us what we want. 
<laughs> no, you must use Face ID. You're wrong. I do use Face ID. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you're but using you're... it the wrong way. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> no, no, man. I'm all about that fingerprint. I'm all about the fingerprint. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, like for sure. Neil has talked about it on a previous show. We we actually gonna we have to preserve our index fingers. <laughs> we ever lose those? That's gonna be a problem. We'll never get into our our devices ever <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, I actually use my thumb, uh, not my my index finger. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because so, yeah. since it's on the side and it's on the uh, the power lock wake button, it's easier. Like you have when your hand is wrapped around it to just use your thumb. Right. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about then the community. Uh, what kind of what kind of relationship do you have sort of with your followers? Do you have kind of like a regular bunch that uh, that you engage with? Um, what, what's what's it like having a discord server? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I have a pretty regular crowd, um, but I also have a lot of new people that are coming. I think um, the channel is actually growing relatively fast, I think. Um, it, but I, I love my Discord server. I love the community on there. It's a it's actually a community server. So pretty much anybody is welcome. Uh, and as long as you behave, of course. <laughs> and they, um, they call me Lady Chaos, apparently. That's the what they have dubbed me. <laughs> And uh, a lot of them know me quite well, a little bit too well, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I really engage on there pretty regularly, every day, honestly. And we just have a lot of conversation. We've created a lot of different for forums on there. And um, I, we're still kind of organizing everything and making it easier to use at the moment. And I have uh, my, who, I, who we call server boss, <laughs> who is um, trying to get everything organized. And um, it's just a place where you can go uh, either hang out if you're bored, if you want to vent, if you want to talk about your journey, um, with sight loss or just being blind, or if you just want to talk about books or any hobbies, uh, we have like space for that as well. So um, anything and everything, well, almost hmm. everything. <laughs> so was that hard to set up? Like it does, does that take a lot of time out of your day because you got to go kind of moderate people and make sure that, you know, no one's, everyone's behaving and, and all of that, or does it kind of just kind of self-police and honestly, everybody is really nice on there. So if you do want to join, please be nice too. Um, but we have, I have some moderators and I have a, a co-admin and hmm. we've, uh, well, when they say we, he has been um, implementing a lot of um, back end things. So there's a lot of um, automatic moderation going on already. And, yeah. you know, if people have an issue, they always are free to contact the moderators and, you know, me or the, the server boss. Right. Yeah. But most of the time, there really isn't a problem. Right. Well, it's nice that she has followers and community and we have hecklers. 
You're never oh. going to let that go, are you? <laughs> nope. There's one, one email that's a one email. Yeah. And it was a joke. He wasn't even really serious. Oh, he was serious. No, he was probably <laughs> serious. He was serious. Sorry, man. I tried. <laughs> See, so Carrie, I'm not funny and Rob's a moron. <laughs> yeah. So one, one of these things is true. <laughs> I think I'm just not going to believe anybody. <laughs> but, I don't know. Maybe, there you go. Maybe we should. Maybe we should create an AT Venture Discord. How did how did Ryan avoid the fire on that one? I don't know. Ryan is just a look at you, Ryan. I'm you just a, a middle of the road kind of guy. Neither you got here a, nor there. You had a fan. You got a fan. Non-committal. Yeah, I got lots of fans. <laughs> There's one over there in the corner. There's another yeah. one in that corner. Whatever. The one on the ceiling. <laughs> the ceiling, yeah. <laughs> oh, Snort of derision. Um, so talk to me about the sort of the, the creation process. I mean, are you sort of doing all your own editing? Or do you have help in that regard? Because two or three videos a week, I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I, I do it all myself. Um, I tend to kind of make an outline. Uh, very rarely do I make a script, but most of it is just like notes and what I kind of want to cover. Uh, and I usually do that in Google Docs. Um, and then I record. Um, honestly, right now, most of my recording is on a webcam. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, and then I edit it with a software called uh, Wondershare Filmora, which is not accessible. And honestly, I just zoom in a whole bunch. Um, I don't know, like a thousand percent with <laughs> with Windows Magnifier or something. Uh, I know a lot of keyboard shortcuts and um, I just honestly do my best and <laughs> uh, hope for the best when it comes to video editing. And, um, you know, I can I can still have enough vision to mostly know what I'm doing or see what I'm doing. There are occasions where I'll I like just ask somebody, Hey, like, does it look okay? <laughs> like, does my face look okay? Is my hair okay? Or, um, you know, does my background look okay? Is it straight? Uh, things like that. Um, and then there are times where I will record a whole bunch of times because, um, <laughs> I, cut something off. And sometimes I honestly, everybody knows I'm blind. A lot of people that see it are blind. So sometimes I cut myself a little slack on the, the exact, um, visual aspect. And, and, um, yeah, I just, I just really do my best, honestly, with video editing. Uh, I don't really have a budget to hire an editor or anything like that. So all of it is just me. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, but you, I have to say, I mean, I, I've, I've watched several and uh, they're, they're really good. So you're, you're doing a great job. Thanks. I, it, it takes a long, long time. <laughs> yep. uh, um, you know, if it was, it takes, let's say, um, hmm, one video I did, let's take the WWDC one. That was really, really, really long. I think the actual video was about around 10 minutes, but it overall, it probably took me like six to eight hours to create everything yeah. to record and edit no it, it's hard i mean content creation is hard and and that's the the thing about about doing it well is that people see it and they look you make it look easy 
Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot a lot of work and a lot of long hours that go into editing to to get it to that point for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. But I can I can get a little obsessive, so that's part of me that kind of also probably makes it a little bit longer because I'll like rewatch things and rewatch it. Is it is it okay? Is that okay? And then I'll like still cut things out and I'm like, ah, I made a mistake. Ah, and I made another mistake. So <laughs> yeah. What's next? Are you, do you have anything big plans or is it just really just keeping, keeping pumping out that content and, and sort of growing the YouTube channel? Well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, part of it is just keep going. I am also about to take my CPACC, which is the Certified Professional in Accessibility Core Competencies. Uh, It's a certification for accessibility um, testing and things like that. And I'm hopefully also going to get my WAS, which is the Web Accessibility Specialist Certification. And uh, I don't know, hopefully in the future, I can work more with accessibility uh, and um, maybe uh, one idea I had is hopefully actually affect the accessibility of products and devices in the future, uh, maybe work with companies, and but that's just a, maybe a long-term goal for right now. Well, listen, hey, we need it. Uh, that's exactly where we need people to be paying attention to accessibility, right? Is, is that that development stage at those early stages? Yes. Uh, also, one thing I, I really am passionate about, like um, on content creation, is creating content that is both helpful to the um, audience of maybe the blind community, but also to developers and how they can improve, right? I think I actually do get uh, a fair number of emails and uh, contacts from the developer, designer, or company side that you know want um, that are actually asking for more information about how they could make things more accessible or uh, things like that. So I think that it's definitely a great place to be. I honestly feel really privileged to be able to uh, sometimes have access to technology that, you know, most people don't. And I know that uh, I feel a responsibility to to keep the trust of the audience and also of companies. So it's, it's a pretty fine line to walk, honestly. As a user myself, I have a really, honestly, strict um, view on it. And, you know, I have had companies ask me to do uh, videos on certain things. And I tell them, uh, I'll try it and I'll see and maybe, but I can't promise anything because if I'm going to make a video on it, uh, either, either I can say all the terrible things about her or the not so great <laughs> things about it <laughs> or or uh yeah i'm not going to make a video um just praising the device if i don't really feel like it is yeah. worthy of it yeah 
Yeah, that's funny. We, we actually had Sam CV um, from the Blind Life on, and I, we asked him a similar question. And, mm. you know, whether or not, you know, you, sometimes you sort of get caught up in a, an awkward place where, you know, a, a company has given you a device to review and it sucks. And then you're like, oh man, like, what am I going to do? And he's, his answer was just that basically he just goes back to them and just says, Hey, look, I don't think you want me to review your, your uh, device because <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell it like it is and it's not going to be pretty. So, um, in those cases, usually the company is just like, okay, yeah, we'll just forget it. We'll just take the, the device back and <laughs> don't mm. bother doing the review because it, you, it is important. You know, we, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want devices out there that aren't actually going to perform um the way that uh that they're marketed to so mm -hmm. it, that's it's it's important i would hate that as somebody who watches a lot of youtube and you know i i trust certain channels and you i want to keep the trust of my audience and i think it's really important this is why a lot of the time i will buy the device myself um, and sometimes i you know i i'm super honest with everybody i just return it if it's not that accessible it's not that great well you know, um, I've, I'll just return it. And that actually, I feel really helps, um, with reviewing a product because, you know, you don't, you're not, you're not beholden to anybody to say a good thing or a bad thing. And that's why, um, as my channel grows, I'm looking for sponsors that aren't directly uh, related to the devices or the things that I'm speaking to in the right. videos. You know, especially with assistive technology, because, you know, we're not talking about things that are like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, a lot of these devices are yeah. extremely expensive. So it's really important that people have a really clear uh, picture of, of what it's going to do for them. So, yeah. Yeah, but that can cross into the mainstream as well. And it sure. doesn't matter if you're in the AT field or mainstream field all manufacturers should be involving the community that they're trying to serve at the beta stage at the product testing phase right if you yeah. have a product that you know you never sent to the blind community and it's supposed to be this world life-changing blindness product <laughs> and they, they you were never consulted while your review is going to be like really wow this is horrible did you consult anybody in the community oh uh, well no but how many products have we seen where companies came out with a product that they thought was a problem that needed a solution and well we're all fine with the white cane you know like <laughs> you, you, you don't want a 65 pound uh smart cane that yeah has a built haptic shoes or you know <laughs> like we don't need that stuff so just talk to us ask oh. us hey rob wants a pair of haptic shoes so <laughs> leave him alone <laughs> Haptic right. vest, haptic shoes, <laughs> haptic pants. Haptic, <laughs> under, haptic That's <happy> underwear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and there goes the show. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for coming. Down the drain there. again. Right. <laughs> always does this at the tail end. That would be uh, interesting sorry. for virtual reality. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Be crazy. Carrie, listen, we want to thank you so much for coming on and chatting. Uh, it's been an absolute delight. You are doing really important work and um, best of luck with the channel. It's great. I recommend everybody go search it out. Tell people how they can find you. 
Sure. So you can look for Carry On Accessibility on YouTube, and you can also go to carryonaccessibility.com and you'll find all the other social links on there as well. There you go. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, keep up the good work. Uh, please come back uh, maybe around, you know, when there's some, maybe when the Vision Pro uh, <laughs> comes out, we'll, uh, we'll connect again. And yeah, that'll be awesome. And we can talk about it. Well, thank you so much for having me and inviting me. It's been a lot oh, of fun. Meow. Thanks. Yeah, meow. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. I hope y'all have a great night. You too. You too. You too. Right, talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Always cool. Always cool to talk to another content creator, especially one that's cranking out content like she does. I still can't believe that she's cranking out like three videos um, a week. Those uh, videos are hard. It's it, audio editing is one thing, but man, video editing is. Well, I even listen, like I told you guys before, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on guitars and all sorts of stuff. And even these sighted people, you know, they're creating yeah. content as well. They're saying, you know, one video, you know, 15 minute video can take them, you know, six, seven hours, right? Oh, After totally. all the editing and stuff. So yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Especially if there's a lot of cuts and you got to create graphics, mm -hmm. you're doing yeah. sound effects. I mean, yeah, uh, it, it is a lot of work. So, and, and her videos are very well produced. She does a very good job on that so um yeah yeah but, no she does ooh. a great job and i love her energy yeah yeah she's me great, too she's got such a she's got such a great vibe um yeah. and it definitely comes through in her content yep exactly so well what do you uh what do you kids think time to go time for dinner yeah <laughs> yeah just for dinner <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been like, okay, that's it. Uh, show's over. I'm leaving. He, he, he like, must have out, a I'm snack. Out. He must have something. You Recording know. stopped. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get out of here then. Uh, right. Bye. Don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't even say that after last week. <laughs> where, uh, where can people uh, find us? Uh, they can find Ryan at the fridge and the rest of us at <laughs> atbanter.com. That is correct. And they can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at atbanter.com. But no meow. Meow meow. meow. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> where, uh, where the hell else can they find us? They can find us on Instagram, and I think we're still out there on Twitter. And we're that's not called Twitter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Rewind. Edit. Edit. No, they I'm can not find us. Edit, oh. Go ahead. No, sorry. They go can. Ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they can find us on Instagram. They can find us on Facebook. They can find us on Mastodon, and I think they can find us on something called X. Is it called X now? It, it's called X now. The, X the, the now. Little, little icon on my phone finally changed. And oh, is that right? I still have the birdie. It's no, really? Oh, that's then weird. You update your app. Yeah, or something. Because it, it, it switched over to me, which could confuse the hell out of me because I looked at like, the top <laughs> left-hand corner of my things and I saw this big X. I'm like, what the hell is that? Swipe like, oh, left, swipe right. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. It's what an idiot. I just, I yes, he is. He's done that. Like, that's just... That's just crazy, man. It, it is. Yep. But yeah, there we are. Check us out on X. Great but name. But not on threads. We're not on threads. No, we're not on th I'm not going on threads. God, I dude, know we're not, not going on threads. Media. I know. Do they stop with that? Stop. 
stop. And stop did Hollywood stop making movies about toys? Well, they have that. stopped. They're all on strike. No, they well they have. But... <laughs> Are you not a Barbie girl living but in a Barbie make, world? Listen, you want? I, do you want full disclosure? I I, I saw the Barbie movie. What? <laughs> I saw it. I, I, was, I was curious. I have. I didn't what? see the Barbie. Yeah, do it, you was, just... it was. It was fine. It was. Oh. It was fine. It was whatever. Like, but I just. What? What were you, you have a question, Liz? Do you just have the hots for Margot Robbie? No, not at all. Like or Robbie, I, I, how does she no, pronounce it? it Robbie, Robbie. I think it's Mar- Robbie. I think Robbie. Okay. I'd say Robbie. Uh, no, I was like, listen, I was just mainly curious just to see what all the hullabaloo was about. Like, just people were freaking out about. it. I was like, okay, well, let me check this out. I thought it was fine. It was fine. It was stupid. It was it was a silly movie. I thought it had an okay message and whatever. But I I, I just wish they would start making like original movies with original ideas and stop making movies about comic books toys or like you're trying to bring back a 75 year old yeah there's no more originality in hollywood anymore you yeah, gotta find it, those it, indie filmmakers yeah exactly like they, they need to to just make some new stuff instead of just like trying to yeah like, yep. i don't know what next yep. oh, Rob. Of, even well listen even even on like i saw that there's a movie about the creation of the beanie baby oh geez like right and there a little while ago they had a movie about how how tetris was made mm. it's just ridiculous like stop yeah. it i don't want to watch paul mall of the movie paul mall of the movie what paul mall of you know oh. the dish soap <laughs> oh i thought you said paul mall like the cigarettes i'm like paul sure mall, well we can do movie? that too that's, that's, that's <laughs> like, origin. i'm sure they have an interesting origin too oh know. rob think pink <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, we got sidetracked. Uh, what do we? What is, it's Fly. <laughs> no, don't stop the recording. <laughs> See, we got to watch that with him now. <laughs> got the, the trigger finger going. It's six All o'clock. Right. That's right. Okay. All right. I think that is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, to Carrie for joining us, and we will see everybody next week. Bong. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com.